a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys uh, you know, that you'll meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living uh, is exactly what makes them extra to me, and I'm very excited for you to meet them. Uh, now, today's guest conjures up the word legacy, not because he's a little bit older than most of the guests we've had on the show so far, and certainly not because he's at the end of any road. He's got plenty of road ahead of him, but it's the legacy of today's guest that I am most honored by and uh, most happy to share with you today. Uh, some of you might be familiar with the, uh, the old Isaac Newton quote uh, that humbly states, if I've seen further, it's by standing on the shoulders of giants. Well, today's guest is one of those giants. He's a giant of family uh, and of faith, of which I can personally attest uh, through the friendship of his son, who I don't see nearly enough of these days, but who, whose character is literally second to none, and through the experience that Betsy and I had at the church and school that we raised our girls in, of which this guest, and he's going to be way too humble probably to talk too much about it, so I'll, I'll get it out of him, uh, this guest was instrumental in building uh, uh, faith formation, social justice, and community outreach programs that defined the church culture of our family and, th- and literally thousands of others uh, who have been beneficiaries of it. So un- unwittingly to him, uh, it's been his vision, dedication, and uh, just plain life of service in that church community that helped raise our kids uh, and forged our own faith, which I can't imagine there being a better legacy than that, getting other people into heaven. So welcome uh, today's uh, man of man, Mr. Ed Sweeney. Hello, Mr. Sweeney. Yeah, hi, Jeff. Thanks for that, uh, that intro. I, I can't wait to hear what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, is, it really is just such an honor um, to, uh, to have you on, on the show. And for those that are listening, uh, um, as you hear every, at the close of every show, you know, we encourage folks to, to be you know, letting us know who might be great people to feature on MANA, um, and, uh, and I will say that, that we came to, I've, I've known Mr. Sweeney for, for years now, our families know each other, as I mentioned, uh, he, uh, his son and, and wife and, and our family are friends, um, but it was actually a nomination, a nomination, it's not like it's some election here, but it was actually a suggestion of your daughter that said, hey, uh-huh. you, should, you should interview my dad, and I was just so honored um first of all honored that anybody other than a family member was listening to me that was was great but uh but it's just so great so thank you so much for for taking the time great to be here so um we're gonna uh, you know we're we're not gonna take all day here but and and we'll get into the kind of the early life stuff and where you know kind of uh, you know how you sort of came into your you know your faith and your walk and, and 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 sort of you know, what built up the eventual kind of legacy leaving. But I, I kind of want to start where the intro left off, you know, because everybody listening here and, and um, you know, we all, we all know, you know, guys like you, kind of kind of these, these inspirational sort of, you know, elder statesmen, founding father-ish kind of people, you know, who are instrumental in building things. You know, you build things and then, and then, and then for future generations that, 
that, that the future generations not only benefit from them, but, but they often lay claim to, you know, like, you know, families, I guess, get there and think that we're the ones, ah, we started this thing. It's like, no, you didn't. This thing was, <laughs> this thing started like 30 years ago, dude. And so, so I kind of want to, I kind of want to start there. Like if you think back to when you were developing these programs and, and, and I'm presumably with other people, you know, other families and like, did you, you know, what was driving that? And was it a concerted, you know, cause the legacy is one that, as I mentioned, it, it, it's about culture and it's about, it's about really forming the faith lives of others. But in the moment, did you know you were doing that or was it just, yeah, this is just what we're doing. You know, we're going to get together on Tuesday and you know, I'm on this committee and we're going to like start something. <laughs> That's a good question. I, um, I would say no. I mean, it, it, sometimes it's just a matter of just showing up, just being there, uh, and something happens. A lot of examples. One, um, a, a real turning point in my life was when we made a Curcio weekend. It was, um, for me and my wife, Wanda, very life-changing, life-altering, and, and became part of a group that would meet weekly to discuss and analyze and review our spiritual life. Um, and these are all terrific men. One of them was a deacon, Joe Worsham, and he was getting involved with Sister Jean's cookie cart. And as a group, I think we said, hey, let's, let's have a little fundraiser for her. Um, and at the same time, our pastor, Father Arnold Weber, said, you know, guys, we really need some kind of a social community event in the coldness of winter. <laughs> and so I said, perfect. Uh, the big event in the middle of winter, of course, is St. Patrick's Day. And so our group uh, said, let's do a St. Patrick's Day party. And I think that first year we raised $3,000 for Sister Jean's, her cookie cart, which was yeah. at that time very big. Right. Um, but then other people took it over in subsequent years. I think for 25-plus years, that St. Patrick's Day party went on and raised a lot of money for uh, Ascension School and in our own school at Holy Name. That was not a plan. That just, it was a happening. It was, mm -hmm. it was kind of like God said, okay, well, here's the idea. You guys go do it. <laughs> okay, that sounds like fun. <laughs> and, and, and then you just, it's kind of like your podcast and the ripple effect. It'll just... Um, with time, just spreads out. Yeah. Um, and that was that was a, that was a good example. There were other things too that just you just show up and things are there. Yeah. And you just just do it. So. And did it become? I can imagine just with so many of those things that you were involved in at the inception, did it did it just sort of like become a, a part of how you and your family just that what that kind of defined your church kind of community and, and experience. Yeah, I think so. Um, we had other instances. Well, I'll tell you, as a result of going to that Curseal weekend, um, my wife and I really got involved with scripture study. Mm. And uh, we still are. And up to that point, even though I had Catholic education, I um, was never really exposed much to scripture study. Uh, picked it up and started to learn a lot about a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was, was eye-opening for me. And it kept coming back to um, love your fellow man. Uh, love was a big thing. And then someone pointed out this Matthew 25, the Last Judgment. 
And that's kind of my favorite scripture reading right now. And that's pretty much summarized by his uh, finale of that gospel where he says, whatever you do to the least of my brothers and sisters, you do to me. And I said, whoa, okay. I mean, there's, there it is. There's the, <laughs> there's the roadmap right yeah. there. And so it was very easy then to use that as a guide to just kind of fall into things when, when they confronted you. We had a good friend, Michael Allen, Holy Namer, and he was very involved with sharing caring hands. He would do the Holy Name lunch once a month. And Michael passed away down in Florida one year. We had signed on to help him. And, um, but then he passed away, and his wife said, would you do it? And I said, sure, we'll do it. And we went to Father Steve and said, you know, the, if you want to continue, we'd be happy to do it. And he said, yeah, absolutely. And so we did that for eight or ten years. And, um, and we would bring together families from the community and kids and everything. We'd go down there and uh, one, one Sunday every month, the third Sunday, and we'd prepare a, uh, an award-winning chili dog platter <laughs> <laughs> and feed 200 of the homeless people. And um, it, and there was satisfaction in that because that's Matthew 25. What I didn't think is how that might impact the other people that served. Yeah. And it really did. In fact, we would get a lot of young people coming down, teenagers, high school kids from all the different high schools around here and younger from the grade schools as well. And they would want to come back. So let's do it next month. Let's do it next month. And in fact, with them, when, when our lunch was over down there, we'd clean up the kitchen. And by that time, the lunchroom uh, was empty. And in the back of that lunchroom on the wall was a painting, black and white. And I'd round up all the young people, said, come on with me for just two minutes. And we'd walk back to the back of the lunchroom and up to this picture. And it was a silhouette of a bread line. Mm-hmm. And you could see the people hunched over and and in rags and all waiting uh, for either lunch or soup or whatever it might be. And in the middle of it was a figure (laughs) with a halo over his head. And I asked the kids, anybody recognize anybody in this uh, bread line? (laughs) And and every time one of them said, I think that's Jesus. I said, you know what? You hit it right on the button. That is Jesus. And you know what? He was here with us today in our bread line. Did anybody see him? No, no one saw him. I didn't see him either. But I know he was here because he told us, whatever you do to at least your brothers and sisters, you do to me. And, and I got even two years later, I got an email from a young guy. When that was the scripture reading on a given Sunday, he came back and sent me an email and said, Mr. Sweeney, do you remember that picture? <laughs> so you never know how you're going to impact yeah. people yeah. just by serving the poor. That's so profound. That's so yeah. so speak, speaking of speaking of young people, is, so did you grow up like this? Like was this how um, you know service and 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 kind of social um, you know outreach was that part of your upbringing with your with your own fa- family? Uh, I think I think my mom and dad were yes, they were outgoing. They were very busy though, raising a family and working. Uh, I was born and raised in Jersey City, uh, in the shadow of the Statue of Liberty, and mm-hmm. uh, and my wife and I are both raised in North Jersey. Had traditional Catholic education and ended up at Seton Hall University. But I think we're so caught up in our own. This was pre-Vatican II, so you're really caught up in your own learning of spirituality mm. and, and our faith that. I, I didn't think that much of it. 
Mm-hmm. I do remember once, uh, believe it or not, I, I used to love to bowl. And back east, that's big deal. <laughs> sure. And I think one, one of the tournaments they had around Thanksgiving was a turkey trot, and I won a turkey. I bought it home. My mom said, what are we going to do with this? Because we had a turkey ready. Well, it was an orphanage uh, in town, and I remember taking that turkey over on my bike um, to the orphanage, and there was a nun answered the door, and it was almost a scene out of Oliver Twist. It was really kind of spooky. <laughs> but I remember it well because I think that was the first time I ever gave something. Yeah. to somebody who really needed a lot more than I did. Other than that, I would say no. I think is when we got involved with uh, Bullet Aim and Joe Worsham's outreach and, and reading scripture that it became more obvious, I think. Mm-hmm. But then once you're, you know, once you're in that track, you just don't, like Tom Silver says, you just don't say no. Yeah, right, right. Well, and you mentioned Crescio, and, and I do think, you know, even though, you know, a lot of this, this podcast is, the premise of it is to get, you know, more men sort of, you know, kind of thinking about and, 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 and more um, kind of deliberate with living lives of faith. But, but so many, uh, so many of the men that I, that I talk to, when, when you ask them about their own faith, the first thing they talk about is their wife and how, and how that marriage, that, that vocation of marriage is really, if it wasn't the defining or, or the sort of the, um, um, the provocation of their of their faith life, it definitely is something that is cited. And so, it, did you feel that too? Like when when you got married, and and then of course sort of having kids, did did it just accelerate for you? Oh yeah. Well, you know, Wanda's been a huge influence. I mean, we, we'll be married in, in three weeks. We've been married uh, fifty nine years. Wow, that's awesome. We got married in the fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> and she's been a huge influence, and 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 she has a strong Marian devotion, mm-hmm. uh, and and really had started the Marian prayer group at Holy Name, and they'd say a rosary every month, and so she has been very loyal and strong about that, and 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 has brought me into that, and it's a very beautiful thing. It's just a wonderful life mate, yeah. uh, to really enjoy life, but also you know, understand that it's all a gift from God in the first place. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh, that has been one of the great blessings. She's been one of the great blessings of my life. Yeah. What about, what about as you, you know, over, over the years now, um, both at Holy Name and now, you know, your new parish community, have you, um, and you've, you've raised kids, uh, you've been active in the community, you've, you've, you've seen, you know, the sort of, um, I don't want to say evolution. That seems a little too deep. But just you've seen generations. You've seen generations of guys um, uh, change and 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 play different roles now in in the church specifically. As you look at you know when you were really coming of age in, in the church and, and all the contributions and the community that you had with other men and families, and then look at it today. Do you feel is it is it is it similar to you know, years past, or has it changed? You know, are, are, do you look at, you know, the guys and, and families, you know, in the church today, and it, is, it, is it a lot different than when you were, you know, active in, in, in forming those kinds of things that, you know, as I mentioned, we're, we're, we're the, my generation, we're the beneficiaries of all that work. You know, as you look at it, are we doing as much uh, as, as your, you know, generation did or... Yeah, I I think in many ways they're doing much more. 
Mm. And I, you know, I see dads today really much more involved with their kids and their families, and, and in a different way, too. You're just not the uh, provider, um, bring home the bacon type of person, and occasionally discipline your kids. You know, today's dads are m- far, far beyond that, and that's a wonderful thing. Mm. Uh, because that sets the example for the next generation. So um, having said that, you know, when, you're, when we raised our kids, um, I kind of fell back on how my mom and dad raised me. <laughs> so I had. So I had. And, and I think they did a good job. They were conscientious about it. So you just say, okay, here we go. You know, we're going to raise a family, and, yeah. and, and you just embark on it. But I think the young men and young families of today um, – Really, are, are they're sharing the marriage and the family more, I think, and, and sharing the duties of it. They're really involved with the kids, um, not just as babies either. I mean, growing all the way up through college and beyond. <laughs> so I, I think that's a great thing, a very, mm-hmm. very good thing. Yeah. I remember you, know, you mentioned Father Arnold, and, and um, I... Uh, was like so many, just so inspired by things that he would say. And I remember him saying, because we, we had joined Holy Name just at the very start of our family uh, um, kind of life um, with our first daughter and, and, now, and now four. But I remember Father Arnold saying that something to the effect of, you know, family is the first church. Like that, that's actually where, you know, your, your kids are going to get their first impression and, and the most sustaining kind of reinforcement of what faith means and I always remember that and just think that that is such a it's a such a responsibility you know but such a gift it is and, it, and that's a lot of wisdom there because that's right it's true and and if you're aware of that you're going to respond accordingly I think yeah but, uh, yeah he was a pretty wise guy he had a lot of a lot of insights a lot of people learned a lot from him yeah a quick Father Arnold story you'll appreciate this so I actually I, I joined uh, the the Catholic faith through RCA when Father Arnold was there. And so, um, and so, you know, go through the, the week long weeks of, 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 you know, uh, education and orientation, whatever. Anyway, the week that we did reconciliation, so this is the first reconciliation. So, you know, I'm all, we're we're all nervous about going to confession. And, and so, and, and we did it without the, um, you know, the barrier kind of thing, whatever. So, and so we're just kind of, just, looking at Father Arnold and, 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 and I'm talking about, you know, how, um, you know, feeling kind of selfish and with my time and wishing I could give more back to the church and blah, 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 blah. And he looked at me and by, by this time, Betsy and I were two, two and a half kids in, I think right now to the, so I'm like 30 years old. And, uh, <laughs> and he looked at me, didn't know me from Adam. And he looked at me and said, you know, he said, just catch yourself some slack, you know, get done with school first. And then, you know, and it's like, oh no, I'm out of school. <laughs> he thought I was still in school. I'm like, no, I'm, uh, no, I, don't, I can't use that as an excuse, but thanks. <laughs> what, what a great guy. Yeah, he was. Oh, all right. Well, hey, speak, speaking of fun and laughter, we are now to the fun segment of the show. Uh, and so for those that have listened, you know, we ask every guest the same three questions. Uh, and so they've had a chance to kind of know what they are and prepare some some answers if they choose, and if not, they can kind of take it on the fly. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into fun segment, uh, the fun segment. So fun segment question number one is if uh, if Jesus uh, knocked on your door tomorrow, 
and just wanted to hang out for the day. Nothing, nothing big, just wanted to spend some time with you. What would you do with Jesus? Yeah, great question. Um, and really thought about this at length. I mean, you know, the, the reality of it. What happened if he really did show up at the front door and you answer it and you find out who it is? <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly the first thing is just, uh, come on in. <laughs> and, and, and what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what would I do with him? I, I, I think <laughs> there's a lot of things you could do. I think I would take him on Lake Minnetonka boating because he seemed to like lakes yeah, <laughs> and, right. and boating. And just to show him what this kind of a lake. I mean, Minnetonka is probably almost as big as the Sea of Galilee. So yeah. it's, he'd be probably pretty comfortable with that. For sure, I would take him down to the city. I want him to see the homeless. All the tents in every park downtown right now is homeless yeah. tents. I want him to go into sharing caring hands with me and serve lunch to 200 really people who are, that's their only meal of the day. Mm-hmm. I'd like him to go with me on a bed delivery from my very own bed to a, a homeless family's new home where kids sleep on the floor and now they have a bed. And and just talk to those kids. I think, and then ask him, how can we do better? Um, but then I think we'd come home and, and have a nice dinner and a good wine. Of course, his wine is the best wine. <laughs> <laughs> no competition yeah, there. Right, right, right. <laughs> because I just have a lot of curious questions uh, to ask to him. The first one is, tell me what heaven's like. Yeah. I really want to know. I heard... Uh, Bishop Shannon asked that once in a casual get-together. He said, I'm dying of curiosity to see what, see what heaven is like. Well, why not ask Jesus? I mean, it's his mm-hmm, home. Sure. Um, don't know what his response would be. I'd like to have some curious questions like, what, what was he like when he was a teenager? I mean, who were his teenage friends? Did he play sports at all? Yeah. Did he get in trouble? <laughs> who was his favorite teacher? What was his stepfather, Joseph, like? Yeah. Um, we don't know much about no. Joseph, but this was the man who taught him the scriptures of the Old Testament. And um, Who was his best friend? Was it Lazarus? Was it Mary Magdalene? Peter? Mm-hmm. Probably not. John, favorite apostle? Was it his mom? I don't know. Who was his best friend yeah. and, and why? Um, and, and, and then how come he permits... Holocausts and tsunamis and plagues and famine to happen. Why, why are we stuck with that? Why? How could he just stand by and watch that happen? Um, just a lot of curious questions. Now yeah. he may he may slap me across the face. <laughs> it's none of my <laughs> business. Say, say wait, just just wait a couple of years. You'll find out. <laughs> That's right. You probably will say that. Said so hang in there, kid. Hang in there. So anyway, I think uh, just to have those questions yeah. and, and just. You know, the concept of sitting and talking with Jesus and listening um, is, a, is a great idea. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Well, and even just here, you know, it's, you joke about it, but just opening the door and what if that was it? Like, I, it'd be that you'd just be, I don't know, <laughs> you'd just fall right down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, so what, what a need. But yeah, such great questions, and, and hopefully you'd take really good notes because I know that's everybody wants to know those, you know, especially yeah. the human ones too. I think sometimes we forget that what's such a neat, unique aspect of, of our faith tradition is that very human 
element of of our of God. Of and so he did have a best friend. You know what I mean? He did get in trouble. And and to be able to to ask about that would just really, you know, reinforce that yeah. beauty of, you know, whenever we have bad days, Jesus knows exactly what that feels like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He to be the kind of personality he was that would attract thousands of people, he he had to have a real um, outgoing spirit and a love of people. Uh, I I think he he was a very popular person. Yeah, right. And and you know, there's one picture I've seen once of Jesus laughing. I mean, a big hearty laugh. And I have that. I kept that picture because you know, I said I think that's really him. I think that's his personality. I yeah. think he is an enjoyer of life and an enjoyer of people. Yeah. Cool. All right. Fun segment. Question number two. Uh, if you could go to church with any other guy, uh, living or dead, and uh, and you don't even need to have known him. It can be a famous person or just somebody. Uh, but any, any other man, living or dead, who would you go to church with? Yeah, I didn't think about that question. And, and why church? But then I, I digested it a little bit more. You know, I thought about um, people like Paul. Uh, Mary Magdalene, and totally ignore the question of the man. <laughs> I'd love to sit with her. Um, or any other great saints like St. Saint Augustine and St. Thomas. Um, but I decided I would like to go to Mass uh, with my father. Uh, he, uh, he was a hard-working guy, eighth-grade education, and uh, put all of his kids through school and had us all going to church every Sunday. But you know... Even though I loved him and hugged him before he passed away, I've said many times, I'd love to have him back for one day. I have questions for him that go beyond the questions I had for Jesus. I mean, um, I knew him, but I really didn't know him as much as I would like to know him today. So I would go to Mass with him. I know he had a great devotion to St. Joseph. He had a little tiny wooden statue of St. Joseph on his uh, clothes dresser. And uh, he would say a prayer to St. Joseph every day. Um, so I know he had that devotion to St. Joseph yeah. at work, and I, I never asked him about it. Yeah. How old were you when he passed? Uh, let me see. I was in my 30s. Okay. Isn't that yeah. funny, though? Because I, I think no matter how old you are when you lose a parent, you're, they're still there's still meat on the bone. You know what I mean? There's still uh, stuff yeah. that you're like, ah, oh, I didn't get to that, or I wish I would have done that. And, yeah. yeah, it's true. It's... Um, and so, to anybody out there, if, if your parents are still living, spend, just schedule one afternoon with them at the kitchen table with coffee or tea or something and just question them about their youth, about their faith, about their growing up, their best friends. Um, what do they believe in? I mean, it's, it's, there's so many things that we just run through life so quickly we forget to ask our own parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that's who I would that's go to great. mass with. That's that would great. be great. It'd be an honor to do that. All right. Well, last last question, and this is one. This is uh, this this the answer to this question could could take more time than we've got tape in the machine um, <laughs> because you've 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 shared some examples already. But but um, and this is kind of a, a, a ringer uh, of of a of a person to ask this of. But you know, if you could give, and so this will be the challenge is to, is to whittle it down into one. If you could give one piece of advice to a young man. Um, just about, you know, and, and, and younger, like young, you know, whatever teenager of, of, 
establishing and getting comfortable with their faith. And it just one little thing that could maybe set them off on a, on, a, on a life that will eventually, you know, kind of flower as yours has, what would that piece of advice be? Boy, I, you know, that's tough to answer in, in a, within five minutes. <laughs> um, I think it's best if we all understand that we're put on this earth to serve. Uh, if you're going to succeed, serve. You can serve people at work, whether it's customers or fellow employees. You can serve people in the church community. You can serve people in your family. But we're here to serve, not to take. Um, and the other thing is that we have to keep in mind that everything we've had, everything we've done, comes from God. Mm-hmm. We didn't control it. We think we do sometimes. <laughs> but we really didn't. It's all a gift. And be thankful to God for all those gifts. Greek word for thanks is Eucharist. Yeah. <laughs> so I think... If you just serve and be thankful, I think uh, that's a that's a good start in any religion. It is Matthew twenty five right there, yep. uh, folks. This is what legacy sounds like, Mr. Ed Sweeney. Thank you so much for being here. Good, thanks, Jeff. Thank you for listening to Mana. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.